Welcome to another edition of Down the HR Rabbit Hole, brought to you by Crescent HR and Crescent Payroll Solutions. My name is Sanders Offner, and I'm the president of Crescent Payroll Solutions. Um, again, very excited about our podcast today. Um, got a very special guest and friend joining us today, so we appreciate that. Uh, great topic. It's going to be some good conversation. Uh, you know, first, before we introduce our guest, I, I do want to introduce Philip Carrillo, who is our HR advisor for Crescent HR. Welcome, Philip. How you doing? Very well, thank you. So, Philip, will you introduce our special guest for us? Yes. Without further ado, I've got Charlene Lee Sutherland. She is the Senior VP of HR at Wiser Security. Yes. Um, I'm going to read a little bit about your bio because it's uh, impressive and extensive. So, here we go. Charlene oversees the corporate HR functions, including but not limited to ensuring company compliance on federal and state employment law, as well as employee compliance with company policy. She oversees the entire hiring process to include recruiting, selection, hiring and training, ensuring the most dependable and reliable applicants are chosen. As part of the executive leadership team, she is an integral part of implementing growth strategies, talent management strategies, employee manage engagement strategies, and safety strategies. Charlene began working for Wiser Security in 2001 as an HR assistant in the corporate office, growing within the company and holding the position of senior VP of HR since 2011. Charlene obtained the SPHR certification in 2004, becoming the youngest woman in the state of Louisiana to earn that certification. She received a Bachelor of Science degree in psychology from Louisiana State University in Baton Rouge. Yeah, Charlene, sounds 2001? fancy. 2001, 20 years this year. I feel like I'm not old enough to work somewhere for 20 years, but. I think Mickey's lucky to have you. Yeah, well, tell him that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you're listening, Mickey. <laughs> and you've got your big, uh, big girl title of VP, yeah. senior VP HR. Uh, very, very, very exciting. I'm gonna get back to the mic here. Excuse me, folks. Um, and so really love that you're so focused on what is what I would say one of the most important parts of HR, which is how you recruit, select, hire, train, and so forth. How do you get the right employee for the right job? And maybe before we even do anything else, I need to talk about what the topic is. So before you answer my next question, um, our topic today is engagement of remote workers. And because Charlene's workforce is largely remote um, or they work um, solitary um, on site at various clients um, spread throughout all 50 states in the United States, they, they are constantly challenged to find ways to help their employees uh, stay focused and to stay productive. And we call that in HR engagement. And so um, <clears throat> my first question really has to do with your bio and how you are so focused, laser focused that is, on these um, recruiting duties. And tell me a little bit about how the candidate selection process uh, is part of your engagement strategy. Yeah, well, you know, we kind of, before the pandemic, have been focused on this anyway, right? Because all of our employees, we have about 4,500 are basically, they don't work in one place. So it's important to us, it always has been, to figure out how we can make sure our employees are engaged, that they, um, that we can retain them. And we're also an hourly workforce with 
not high hourly wages. So it's important to figure out what that right mix is. And we did a study about um, 2005, probably, where we realized that if we, the more engaged our employees were, they provided better customer service, and then the happier our customers are. So we do a lot of focus on customer service, um, figuring out what traits those are that will keep the employees engaged. And really, it kind of starts with our managers. Our managers have to be excited about what they do. They have to get the buy-in from our employees. You know, we're overseeing the safety of our clients' employees, um, watching over their property. So our, our guard force really has to understand where they are and how important they are. And we really have come to the point where we, they have a mission, we give them their mission, and if they buy into that when we hire them, they're more engaged from the beginning. And that's kind of our key. We, we want them to be excited about what they do and it's not necessarily about you know um, the pay for them. So we have to figure out ways that they want to be a part of this mission. And mostly, that's that's kind of what we hire towards. So, so do they? So when you say you're figuring out ways, is that like a collaborative process between you and the manager, and that they kind of customize their role, job design a little bit? Yeah, you know, I mean, everywhere is different, and we're in. Uh, we have. 24 offices we're in 15 states I think now so everywhere is a little bit different we know in Florida for instance we do a lot of gated communities it's an older workforce engaging them they really want to know they're helping people and that's kind of how you you search out the people that you know will work out best and say um, in Louisiana Lake Charles we have a lot of plants those people have a tendency to want to know that they're protecting something and they're helping their community because it's a lot of they're working within the community to make sure like those plants are employing everybody in Lake Charles. So they're a part of a bigger picture there. And that's a little different than our workforce in Florida. So it's about figuring out what type of employees in the area we need. And then the managers have to figure out how to motivate them in that, in that role. Charlene, what, what do you do to stay engaged with these employees? I mean, you have so many, and it sounds like you've built this culture around wanting to help people and keeping your employees engaged, but how do you how do, you do that? Are you using technology to assist with that? What's, you know, what is we, your strategy? It, it's funny. We have learned um, our people love to just know they can reach you at any time. So there are a ton of phone calls. Our managers are visiting the employees all the time. We actually have a measurement that we measure our employees that their their goal is to see, you know, say they have 100 employees under them, or 50 is probably more like it. They have 50 employees under them. Their goal is to see every one of those employees once a week. So our managers go out at 11 o'clock at night and visit the people working at night shift. And we've learned that that's really what engages people. When I visit, branches I'm out at sites talking to people at all different hours um, they if they know they can get in touch with you at any time that's what works there you know it's funny everybody was like I guess you're doing a lot of zoom we don't because we've always been very we talk to our employees a lot they can call me at any time like 
we've always been very open and an open door that we didn't really have to use that to re-engage them in since we're already visiting and everything. So that's how we, that's how we, you know, we work it now. We also measure our managers on it. It's part of their like things they have to hit for bonuses. So, you know, they're driven to do it as well, but then it just becomes a part of what you do. So to, to me, as a business owner, that just reiterates the importance of an HR department. Because if you're not doing those things with your managers and the managers not with the employees, then you, you're not going to have any of that buy-in you were talking about. Right. And you're going you're gonna to probably see rampant turnover. Well, and you can tell. You can tell without – I can tell without looking at the numbers how much – like if our managers are doing their job. Because if I get too many calls from one area – I know something's not right because they're reaching out above the manager to get something. They need feedback. So they just, that's what keeps people engaged. They want to know they can know where they stand. They want to know, you know, if they have a question that it'll be answered feedback. And if they're not getting it locally, they will keep going until they get it. And it's not always good at that point. Like then it becomes bad and you have to try to get them back in. You know, they're already kind of, becoming a little bit disengaged and you kind of have to get them re-motivated. Sure. When you look at the remote workforce, not, not just for Wiser, but I know you've got friends in, in, that, that do what you do for other businesses. Yeah. What are you hearing from them? Is it, is it more of a challenge to manage the remote workforce or are they doing anything creative to, to keep those employees engaged? Yeah, I think, well, and I think this is where the Zoom calls and the video calls are coming in. Um, I'm hearing a lot of that happening in order to, you know, kind of keep that personal contact. Like, people need to see each other. Like, I didn't realize how much I need interaction from people until I had to work from home for three months and I hated it. So I think, yeah, I hear stories are like, yeah, we get in trouble if our camera's not on. You know, like, so everybody's, like, holding people accountable. Like, I can't see what you're wearing today or where's the puppy? You know, like, those kinds of things. Um, that's what I hear. I, I think people, I think we'll start seeing more because I think people thought it was going to be not as long as it's been. So I think people are going to start kind of coming up with ways to, to bring people back together again, because I hear a lot of people, they're not going back into their office. Like they have decided they're just going to go remote. So they're trying to figure out, you know, how that is where the biggest problem I think I'm hearing is people with a sales force, an outside sales force. Like that's where companies are struggling to keep them engaged and to keep them trying to figure out how to get out there. That's the biggest trouble I'm seeing. Because I think everybody now has figured out how they can work from home or how they're able to do their job. It, now it's just a matter of managers feeling comfortable that that's happening, right. which is hard. Well, I think um, you mentioned something earlier that I think is so important. It's uh, had to do with meaning of a person's work. So you said something about the security officers at plants in Lake Charles and how that means something to them because it's in their communities with their families. It's keeping their families literally safe. Right. <laughs> if right. a plant explosion or something happens, it can really harm people. So there's deep meaning there. How for a, a low-wage hourly worker who already work solitary, you know, sometimes all night, all by themselves. <laughs> How on earth do you give them meaning 
to their work besides just okay they're keeping somebody safe there's got to be more of a carrot there for the individual yeah you know that's part of what we screen in for is knowing that they want to kind of be a part of a bigger picture and really in the beginning um that's part of our whole onboarding process is like telling them how important they are um we we kind of about 15 years ago i guess changed how we did business where we used to be very customer focused and then we have now made it very employee focused and we'll do things like just we encourage our managers when they're at a site to immediately give them what we call drops in the bucket like we write out a drop and say here's something we noticed you did right today here's something we see that you're doing good like and give it to them right then and there and that's yeah and that i think is what really keeps them knowing that they're kind of working for someone who appreciates them and a bonus of being privately owned is you know we our owner will send letters and knows that like thank you and kind of when he meets officers they know that they're working for him and he appreciates it and that i mean that's kind of where we start and just that's our focus with our employees so interesting. I think in the United States where we have what is called a low power distance um, culture, there there is still this this deep need for the line worker to have approval from the very top because it does in a way validate their work as part parcel of the mission. Yeah. And so that's that's great. That's good advice. Charlene, I have a question. So I've, I've found maybe in the last couple of years, even even in my own business, that when you're recruiting employees and you're going through an interview process, it's not so much about the, the position that they're going to be doing is what you're talking about. In these interviews, you're talking about what's our company culture like? What are our em- employees saying? Um, what's our, our, our net promoter score? You're almost selling the... Uh, the business in a sense and what it means to be an employee of that company and what we found at least here at at cps is that that has resonated the most take out pay the job itself the skill set they want to know that they're part of something so it sounds like what you all are building there um, is exactly what a lot of employees want they don't they don't want to go work for somebody that's i'm going to get a paycheck i'm going to work my eight to five and then i'm going to leave right they want to feel like they're they have an impact on the business and in the community. Yeah, I, I think you know we and kind of like you said, that's what you're looking for. I mean, look, most jobs that we're dealing with on a daily basis, it's not rocket science, right? Like, I don't need if you have some of the skill that I need, like certain things, I need you to have certain computer skills. But really, you kind of have to a blank slate's just as good sometimes. Like. I can teach you how to do that job, but are you going to want to do it? Are you going to fit in with the culture we have in our office? Are you, you know, the people I hire to work under me are different than the people I hire to work in our accounting department because it's different managers. Like I know what works best for my group, but that's not what's going to work best for everybody. So, you know, you know, immediately if you hire someone that it's not going to work, right? Like, you know, when they get in, you're like, oh, this was not a good idea. But so I think if you hire instead, not necessarily for skill, because I think you can teach that, I think you have to hire for personality or personality is not a great term, but just like 
how they like how they're going to fit in or like what drives them like that's a big one we look at what motivates people we do a lot with that and I think that you know kind of will dictate success a lot more than if they have the skill or if they have the experience so if there is a um maybe a young HR professional that's listening to this podcast and they're working for a company and they know they struggle in this area. They've got a lot of turnover. They're struggling for ways to engage employees. What, what is some advice you would give to someone to help them kind of either inject that into their business? You know, is there, is there a methodology that you would follow to help that? You know, I think what I tell people is, first and foremost, you need to listen to your employees. Like, you need to figure out what they want. You know, like, it doesn't matter. I can spend thousands of dollars on all these engagement, you know, you know, buy them presents or buy whatever. But if that's not what they want, you're not, like, they're just going to look at it like, okay, thanks for the present. You know, thanks for money my award that doesn't mean anything. But if you, you really got to listen to not only what people want that are there, but again, when people are leaving, those hard conversations of why you're leaving, you got to have them. Like that's what, where you're going to find out where you're failing. And you have to have managers that are open to that. So, you know, I know um, you do like exit interviews. We used to do a survey, like when people left, we did like an exit interview survey where they could just email it and do it. And it was not a big deal, but that's where you're going to start, and that's where you'll find out what really works is listening. Yeah, that's great advice. Great advice. Well, I think that's about all the time we had today. Um, I don't know, Philip, if you had any other questions, but this was great. I think we could probably sit here and talk for an hour. but we Yeah, I have a tendency to no, that's talk right. and talk I want to keep this short and sweet. So, But, no, Charlene, we, we definitely appreciate you joining us. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. I think what you're doing over at Wiser Security is fantastic. Um, thanks. The company's great. Uh, Mickey's great. Yeah. The whole crew is great. So, I um, wouldn't be there for 20 years, I guess, if it wasn't, right? That's a no, testament. Uh, but we definitely appreciate your expertise, and uh, obviously we validate this validates why we had you as a guest yeah, because you got thanks. great stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. So um, that's going to wrap us up for today. Um, tune in next time. I think we're going to probably do another part two to um, the remote workforce. Probably we're going to uh, put a spin on it from an IT perspective. Ooh. Um, so I think that'll be very unique. Uh, but thanks, everybody, for listening in, and, and everyone have a great night.